but which term also applies when you're evaluating a property to figure out its fair market value? Appraisal. Yeah. Oh shit, it's heating up. Yeah. We're tied up. The comeback. What P type of home sale involves a homeowner who died without leaving a will and the court authorized? Probate. Probate. I think we both said at the same time. Yeah, I don't Nick know. Nick was in there a half a second early. <laughs> yeah. it right. I think Ty goes to the runner. Coming down the line, fielded with his bare hand, a shovel to Posada and Giambi. And I'm the runner. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm the runner. Trying to use yeah, some baseball. Right now, I freaking can't run because my knees. But... Yeah, because you can't run. So I'm the runner. Yeah. Pressure's on now. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So this is the final one. And I have a lot more, so we can do it next time, too. We can do a redemption. But what two-word phrase is used to describe the right of the government to expropriate private property for public domain? Use? Something domain, eminent domain. Boom. Yeah, that I didn't know. Neat deals. Base hit to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw for Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter. Where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? <laughs> I, I will say, Andrew, you know, you, you faced up to the challenge. I think you were a little caught off guard at first, but I was. But I didn't I wasn't I sure if you conspired behind me, both of you. You know, no, both but, of you non-licensed agents that's never sold property before. This is not the Democratic National Convention. I did not yeah, give him the questions beforehand. True that. Yeah. True that. The New York Attorney General, Letitia James, she basically has putting a civil lawsuit on him saying that he inflated all his assets, especially his real estate assets. And he basically was just seeking favorable terms for the loan and insurance costs and things like that. So they're out to get him in this regard. But we want to touch on it on full count because we're a real estate channel, too. And the way that they did it, the attorney general and the judge to come up with the evaluation of Trump's real estate Mar-a-Lago was at 27.5 million, but the county assessor came up with that valuation. That's not the actual market value. Three balls, two strikes, pressure is on. This is where we discuss real estate, property improvement, and business. Together, we'll strategize on how to win. Welcome to the full count. All right, so normally we always go into like market update, real estate market update, but today we have so many breaking news across Trump, across a former Dodger player, and also Trump merch. So. That's already groundbreaking as it is. I don't think we need to even talk about the real estate market update until the next episode. So why don't we go ahead and go right into right. it? So with Trump, he's in a lot of heat in all ways, as we always can see multiple times throughout many years. The New York Attorney General, Letitia James, she basically has putting a civil lawsuit on him saying that he inflated all his assets, especially his real estate assets. And he basically was just seeking favorable terms for the loan and insurance costs and things like that. So. They're out to get him in this regard, but we want to touch on it on full count because we're a real estate channel too. And the way that they did it, the attorney general and the judge to come up with the evaluation of Trump's real estate Mar-a-Lago was at 27.5 million, but the county assessor came up with that valuation. That's not the actual market value. So by them saying that he inflated his Mar-a-Lago by 2,300% is just totally wrong. I just think it's totally absurd that they're going after him in this regard. Maybe they have other, you know, actual liable things towards him in other fashions. But when it comes to this real estate topic, I think they're in the, in the wrong completely. He did inflate well, think, it a little bit. I think that there was even like, for instance, um, Forbes had even 
you know, valued his properties at, you know, way more. So, and the, the neighboring properties were, there was one, I think the highest one was like 45 million. And it seems like they've, they've undervalued his properties by like tens of millions of dollars and Forbes, For sure. and, mm-hmm. and Forbes on the other hand was valuing it, I think even higher than he was last time I checked on that one. But so it does seem like they are going hyperbolic the other way, but you could probably make the argument that he was overvaluing his properties. But I think when you challenge it, you can't go the, the opposite direction on it. Really you got to be kind of. I agree. And that's where that like common sense ground is kind of right there. What you just brought up because Trump has, has said that it's valued anywhere from like 426.5 million all the way to 1.5 billion. So he's kind of been along that ballpark, which is a wide ballpark, obviously, but he's kind of told the attorney general and judge that he thinks it's, worth up to this amount to the extreme amount of 1.5 billion because of his brand, because of his private club and because it's Mar-a-Lago, um, which I will go and provide you the, the uh, square footage and all that, which is pretty large of a property. It, you know, it, so I just, before you get into that, I just want to mention a couple of things. There's, he does keep, at least from what has been told, right. Does keep going back and forth on the evaluations and then also the, amount of square footage, right? One is the ego portion saying that, oh, he owns more, right? And he wants to make it look good. But then there's two, the saving on taxes side of the coin, where if he quotes down on paper, he owns less square footage, less evaluation, saves on taxes, right? Right, right. Um, but let me let me just kind of explain an additional step to it too because mm-hmm. they're using the tax assessor valuation which is incorrect right from the attorney general and the judge but yeah. the tax assessor is the county that came up with the valuation at 27.5 million i believe it was mm-hmm. and they used that valuation to tell trump you're going to pay taxes based on that right so it's not like yeah. that trump said oh it's i'm going to mess with the numbers so i pay less the county assessor already decided that from the from the start well now yeah right so we yeah. were going into the or actually i was going into the 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 number of bedrooms the square footage and size right. uh and then nick you stopped me from doing that but i'm going to do that now oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> so just just some facts right his private club gets about 25 million dollars per year i don't know if that's profit or revenue it's probably revenue so that's one thing, right? So if you look at the financial statements, someone with, that has that experience can determine how much that club is worth versus just the real estate and building itself. Um, the property is 62,000 square feet, which is massive, right? It's on 18 acres. It boasts 90 plus bedrooms, five tennis courts, world-class dining, exclusive membership, which I touched on for affluent people. And I want to share my screen with you to show you a, a comp is what we do in real estate to show you other homes in that particular area. Right. Yeah, so but the, you found ahead. comps tomorrow. Lago. No, no, but, but oh, I was what about I, to say, there's nothing. To, well, to an like extent, I'm going to break down the math for you and kind of show you what I would oh, do okay. as a realtor, yeah. but they're not like exact comps, but what, what I'm bringing up and what Eli Baracha, the professor, and yeah. other people in the Sun article are bringing up is right. at least be in the ballpark, which is what I'm about to break down for you here. These people are not even in the right ballpark. They're they're completely off it. You know, they don't know what they're doing. 
So what so, would you say? So just repeat one more time what they were saying the value was and then what you think it should be? I'm not going to get to what it should be yet, but I will in a second. But they're saying the so the attorney general thinks it's worth anywhere from 25 million to 75 million, right? So that's one thing. Wide the, judge, window, yeah. the judge believes it's 27.6 million. Once he came up with that okay. case because he was using the tax assessor, the attorney general said, yeah, I agree with that. Makes okay. sense? Yeah. So it's on the lower end of that range then. Cause it's a big wide range, 25 to 75 million. Like, yeah, but it's still, it's still, there's still that big margin of it between that and what Trump's valuation, right? Yeah. How many, uh, square feet of, so the, the 62,000 square feet, how many of that is like just the property or is that actually the building itself? That's the living square footage from what I'm understanding. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause that's like, it's it's over an acre yeah and now are those yeah. rooms also yes that's a good point um chris jesus yeah. this is what i did that's a good point yeah so is that also for guests that want to pay money and stay there or is that like this is where he lives he lives in over an acre of yes property. the square footage itself is is over an acre in terms of yeah. livable square footage they might even include the garage i have no idea but technically that's not what you're supposed to do, but there's a possibility they did. Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt or not give him the benefit of the doubt. 62,000 is still a lot of real estate square footage within a building, right? So this is the entire palace here. There's separate units here too. So there's the, I think this is Ocean Boulevard or yeah. some boulevard. And then you got, a, it looks like two or three units here. You have another unit here. Here's the pool, the sand and the Atlantic Ocean. And then you have the uh, river over intercoastal. here. Yeah. So basically it spans from the intercoastal to the, uh, to the ocean. Yeah, it's called, um, so Mar-a-Lago means sea to lake. So it's that's here. the Atlantic Ocean here. And then you have Lake uh, Worth, I think it's called, right? Let me, let, me get, let me ask you guys this question. Like, we know there can be a value of the property, right? But does someone like him living in it, add value that isn't appraised for instance yeah, right. someone, someone who might be a supporter of him that has a good amount of money let's say like peter thiel or something he might i don't know if he still supports him but he might spend more money just because he lived there or someone of, of mm -hmm. that nature right and i'm glad you brought that up because yes that is true whether like if someone likes him and his brand obviously that will inflate the price in and when i say inflate i mean the reality it will inflate higher and that will be the new market value when you mm -hmm. put the brand besides the the land the building and the private club then you add the brand of trump to it it's definitely going to grow but if someone hates them then obviously that that buffer will probably be depleted but when you throw things out on the open market there's always a buyer for it and like for me right whether i like trump or not if obama or biden had a similar type of resort Regardless if I hate them or not, or just dislike them, I still want to go see it and tour. It's still a historical piece of land and real yeah. estate, right? So people are still going to want to go. And that, that was Trump's claim that it's the brand. Exactly. So there's a lot of room for subjectivity in a legal yes. case where you could kind of make up some numbers in a way. Right. You know what I mean? And you can compare, for instance, a, a place that uh, 
you know, a famous Hollywood actor, Johnny Depp lived in, the value of it might have gone up yep. based, you know. And you could use a lot of examples. Like, there are some crazy-ass fans out there, right, that mm -hmm. would pay a lot more for things. And so, exactly. Yeah. And when I see homes out here in, in Los Angeles, Hollywood Hills, Beverly Hills, or even Newport Beach, when someone finds out, like Mark Cuban owns in um, Laguna Beach, when someone, mm -hmm. when people find out that he owns that particular real estate, automatically, whatever the agent lists the property at, let's just say it's 50 million, there's going to be a buyer that wants to just buy it just because it's Mark Cuban. So instead of buying yeah. it, for example, at 50 million, they're going to buy it for 80 million now because yep. there was a all this competition saying, oh, and I now own what was Mark Cuban's at one point. And then you add a stamp of history behind it because this was a this is still considered a historical building. I think in mm -hmm. 1965, um, they designated it as historical. But now you have another stamp of a former president who used to live in it. Right. So when it's exactly. historical, can you buy the property and take the building down or no? It's a completely against the law. So... So for, for one thing, just to disclose, this is a, obviously just the stuff I read on the articles. So beyond that scope of uh, knowledge, I don't know. But from my understanding, you can't necessarily tear it down. Um, but I believe you can add more square footage or deplete some of it. But you got to keep a partition of it, whether it be a few thousand square feet or not. Um, you just you got to leave something, some type of historical element on the piece of land but when it's something to that magnitude of 18 acres i mean you could still build a lot of real estate on that property yeah no i mean any historical building you have to leave the building intact so like there's right. a number here you know around where i live and they have to stay intact yes so it's just what's to say how how much you have to keep of it intact it could be the whole thing or it can be a portion of it things like that yeah it depends on what's designated as historical right so right. if it's just like the main house that's historical, then you just have to keep the main house intact. Right. But if it's a private club, then you know you keep the private club. This is all gold plated, a lot of it. So that's an additional um, valuation you got to add on to it. That's besides the comps that I'm about to go into in a second. So that's all something to keep in mind when um, looking at this. And then this is a Dr. Eli Baracha who shared our full count podcast Instagram because. Um, I noted on there and I quoted him in something on the post and he shared it and he's in total agreement. I mean, he's the one that brought up that, that source. I quoted right. him. So it's pretty cool at the end of the day that he shared that for us. Yeah. So shout out to Dr. Baracha. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah. support. FIU, <laughs> FIU and yeah. hedge fund owner. So Angie, you, you said you found some comps from our logo. I, I find that kind of hard to believe, but let's see them where they look like where they are. Yeah, I mean, it's comps somewhat comparable. There's nothing of that magnitude that large and that big and historic, right. everything we said. But I'm just saying we got to bring up some type of comparables to give you some of an idea of what the actual value might be worth. So if you bear with me, I will share that with you right now. Did you, did you go there? I thought you went there at one point. Yeah, I did. So let me talk about that. <laughs> So, yes, I did visit. Uh, I didn't visit actual Mar-a-Lago, but I did um, take a tour in the car around it, which was pretty amazing because the beach is right there. It's like a beautiful hmm. area and scenery. I remember at the time this was in 2022, 20, I think, maybe 21. And there was a, a house for sale near it, much smaller. It was eighty one million dollars that it was going for. So, I mean, that's quite 
massive in terms of price point where it's such a tiny home, but it's really a beautiful area. It's right by the Breakers Hotel, which is another resort. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say just as nice, but very nice. I think the Breakers Hotel is probably nicer, but at the same time, um, it's all luxury. Everything about it's luxury. So have you guys by chance gone there before or no? No, I see it every time I fly in, but I go back down to Florida, but that's about it. (laughs) You haven't actually been in Palm Beach still like to enjoy around around his house. No, that's not my thing. (laughs) I don't don't care. (laughs) Me being a real estate agent, I had to, because when I was at Breakers Hotel, right, I I walked the whole property because it's beautiful. And then I took a drive around the surrounding area because the Breakers Hotel is literally right by. Yeah, I've been around there. Yeah, it's literally right by it so mm-hmm. and it's a nice area but you're a socal guy right so when i when i go to miami when i when i go to orlando really miami that area uh what's the other one fort lauderdale, fort lauderdale. Mm-hmm. i'm just like this heat is not like this is not better than san diego you know this is you know in the summertime it's brutal like right. i almost almost died out there one day and then i had this large <laughs> mojito and it reinvigorated me and i was like and i went from like i was gonna die in the sahara to like all of a sudden i'm a new person i'm a new man or you're just extremely dehydrated you know yeah (laughs) mojito did it all you know yeah i think the mojito definitely did it all and probably got your you know got you to be relaxed and a little bit hydrated at the same time though you're drinking alcohol so i don't know how that works but yeah i think when you're in that heat you got to drink a beer or you got to have some type of cocktail and i think you did it right with the mojito yeah well i mean san diego heat is dry heat right and then you have florida heat which is just it's nothing comparable though i mean um florida heat and the humidity is just it's it's a lot lot i i prefer it to be honest like if you go to texas or somewhere in the midwest and you have that dry dry heat like when we were in vegas man i can't i can't take that I'll, i'll take the humid heat anytime right but yeah, it's obviously personal preference. So I've already given you the specs of uh, Mar-a-Lago itself. This is another property uh, right near Mar-a-Lago. Uh, it's a five bed, six bath, only 7,265 square feet. So as we can see, can you guys still see that? Yep. Floating. Okay. I mean, this is a nice house. Um, definitely. It, it's a little bit dated, but beautiful for what it is. I mean, look at those coffered ceilings, definitely has that element of by the beach. And this fetched and sold for $53 million uh, back in August of 2023. So very recent, only five bed, six bath, 7,200 square feet. I think um, the lot was not too big when I saw it on a different um, portal of a website, but. Yeah, this one's definitely more like 19th century kind of Spanish style, whereas, right. you know, obviously Margalago is more like 18th century Victorian castle style. It's actually not Victorian. It's actually you know? um, Spanish revival Mediterranean, but you're kind of in uh, that close. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely similar. historic looking. Yeah. Um, so this house, 53 million, is 0.6 miles away from Mar-a-Lago. So that's still apples to oranges when it comes to comps. It's still very yeah. small property and lot compared to Mar-a-Lago. And that fetched for 53 million. And mind you, the attorney general 
agreed with the judge that it's only worth 27.5 million. So that already kind of shows yeah, you how, how little research they did, right? They didn't even bother to look at comps recently. And then you got this other property. It's just his estimate, like Eli Baracha, Dr. Eli Baracha pulled up. Um, this is an eight bed, 12 bath home, 24,151 square foot um, property, square footage size. According to the estimate, that's worth $112 million. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you look at the brand and, and that is very, it is an historical site. I mean, I think you're looking at like 250 mil above, like somebody would be willing to pay for it, you know? So what are they, what is the, uh, basically the court, what is the, what is the prosecution saying the property's worth? What is their argument? The, 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 the judge is saying it's only worth 27 point, mm-hmm. 27.5 million. And the attorney general said, yeah, I agree with that essentially. Um, and that, that's their argument. Still, this still is an ongoing civil case. Um, but th- there was a uh, update on the, in the court that just happened yesterday evening. Um, the New York appellate, I don't know how to pronounce that, appellate judge. Nope. Appellate judge, yep. Oh, so it's yeah. not it's not this judge; it's the other judge, right? Because it goes above him. They're, that they're trying to throw it out. He did not pause the trial, but he did stop the immediate cancellation of Trump's business certificates in New York that the previous that the other judge had tried doing. So he immediately tried getting him out of New York City and trying to find him right away. Obviously, the attorney general mm-hmm. was pissed off when that was the case, but you know he put a stop to it. This other. Uh, judge and that's kind of where they're at right now in terms of a professor that I do personally know and I I met I went to go see him in Florida he actually had a statement written from the New York Sun and his point of view from an expert because I'm in real estate right you guys aren't technically not licensed real estate agents experienced like I am in terms of sales and just residential and multifamily but when it comes to uh, a large resort like this where it comes with the land value, the building, and then you have a private club where you have to look at the financial statements. That's out of my domain of expertise. This individual also is an owner of a hedge fund, so he kind of encapsulates everything, right? So he goes beyond, beyond what I know. Good. Just quick pause on this conversation, Stephen, or Chris, Steven. I'm sorry. <laughs> what were you just drinking for those that are watching? Oh. So they're not a sponsor. Do you, you, you have whiskey but, uh, or Buchanan's Deluxe? Can, can you put that more in the frame? Chris? Yeah, more in the center, so we can see that. Buchanan's okay. Deluxe. Buchanan's Deluxe. Is what that, is that? Twelve years. Age twelve years. It's a Scotch oh, wow. whiskey. Scotch. Okay. Nice. But you know, this is the best kind of alcohol because it was given to me from a client. You know, and so yeah. you, you kind of take always some the sips. best. Dude. Take some sips is the hard work. You know. There you go. We just got to get a bottle of that next time. <laughs> yeah. Look, Steven's a anyway. Guy, so no offense taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. just saw what, that as you were that talking, name? Andrew. His name wrong, dude. Is, is Chris, is, is Chris sipping on some whiskey right now? Like, good for him. So, yeah. Well, I wish I was there with him. Well, I saw Andrew was advertising his bottle, and then now yeah. I see him sipping out of a juice box, basically. You know? <laughs> Wait, when, 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 right. when was I, I got a when legit was I bottle Yesterday, you messaged us. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. Wow. I didn't think our off conversations were going to come into here, but I guess I'll, I need to keep you, that. You keep it interesting. In I was getting a little too uh, a little too dry there. Okay, back to forward. to Trump's uh, uh, indictment, whatever it is. <laughs> 
And according to him, he says, appraisal values and market values are just not the same thing. It's a well-known fact. That's especially true for properties that are unique. And that's very easy to argue that this unique, that this is a unique property. It is not the job of a county appraiser to assess value, market value. If it was, we wouldn't need Zillow, end quote. And I'll add, we if that was the case, we would never need a realtor. We would yeah, never right. need real estate technologies, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, open quote, county officials like the ones in Palm Beach County that Judge Angoron cites merely perform drive-by appraisals that are used to assess taxes, not total value. Yeah. So what do you guys think of that? I mean, I don't think using Zillow is a <laughs> is a great reference there for market value, but <laughs> but it's much know, better I, I, than but it's much better than the tax assessor's his point. Yeah, exactly. He's basically just saying they're they're apples and oranges, right? They're not apples to apples the way that they're kind of saying it. So I also do want to bring up another point when the Sun article came out to the um, Palm Beach County Property Assessor's Office, they yeah. said that they do not believe that their office would be the best to answer these questions when it comes to market value. So clearly there's a discrepancy in what was done here. <laughs> in Palm Beach, for sure not. <laughs> well, it, it is, it, it's, it's factual. So Trump and his attorneys claim that the lawsuit has no standing because the entities Trump supposedly defrauded have never complained about their dealings to anyone. And in fact, have profited from working with him. Right. And if this, if this did have any standing, the allegations are barred by state statute of limitations, which is the deadline for the lawsuit. So they asked the judge to throw out the case, arguing there wasn't any evidence the public was harmed because right, the attorney general is suing on behalf of the public of New York. Um, and that they noted in there that the real estate value from what they thought was correct. And when you put a valuation on your property, and you tell the bank that's what you think it's worth at the end of the day the bank is going to do their due diligence and send out a, an appraiser but they never had an issue with trump's valuation on the property therefore trump's case is why the hell are, we, are you coming after me for this particular scenario of a civil lawsuit yeah i mean that's a good point right i mean he, he does make a good point there and so the way yeah. i see it is they're just trying to you know, throw darts on the dartboard and be like, I just need to throw something at him and see what's going to stick on Trump and either imprison him, cause him to lose all his businesses um, or just not run for president. I do want to play uh, some of the criticism from Trump himself has been particularly on comments made by the New York Attorney General Letitia James while she was running. Here are a few things she said then in 2018 about Trump. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. He should be charged with obstructing justice. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. I will be shining a bright light into every dark corner of his real estate dealings. And, uh, and every dealing demanding truthfulness at every turn. Would those comments have any legal basis for a dismissal here? I don't know about a dismissal. I'm very, very troubled by them. Um, I think they're completely unethical. I think it's... Uh, and if this lawsuit was to go into effect and actually harm him, he could never do business in New York again, is what they're trying to do. And he would owe $250 million in fees and whatnot. So, But um, Nick, going back to like valuations... Right. 
I came up with a valuation per se. Um, that other property, and we divide it by 43,650 square feet, which is what an acre is. You can make about six homes on that property, right? On Mar-a-Lago to fit 18 acres. So you can fit about six of those homes of that size magnitude. You multiply by 53 million, you're looking at about $330 million of real estate, just the land and then yeah. properties on it, yeah. not including the private club and not including the brand. So right. that's 330 million. And then you've got to add everything else to it. So right. I think he's probably in the right place. I mean, you could look at that alone just as a like investment. You could just buy it, run tours, like right. have people come to the club. Like it, it would be a cash cow. I mean, that's what he does now anyway. So yeah, <laughs> plus he lives there. So right. And then the, the judge's argument is that according to years ago, he signed off his prop, the property rights to be able to build other homes. But his side of the, the case is saying that he can erase that and basically go back to getting those rights back. So yeah, I'm glad we came to somewhat of an agreement in terms of what we think. I don't think Chris has shared, but I think Nick, I was able to steer you from believing what, from what they're saying to what Dr. Eli Baracha and myself have kind of thought about. Oh no, I agree with you. I don't believe. No, I, I mean, know, I know, but initially it didn't like make sense. Like initially to wonder. Yeah. Under I want to know more about the judge. Like, um, um, Judge, I guess his name is Judge Ingoron or something. Ingoron? Because the bottom line is even, let's say that, let's give him the worst, um, let's not be charitable to him all. Let's just pretend that this judge is someone who really doesn't like Trump and is like anything that came across his plate, he was going to support, you know, going, let's just say that. Not, it might not even be true. It probably won't be true. But if that was even his position um you still wouldn't want to be so far out of the ballpark because you're going to just undermine everything mm -hmm. if you really wanted to get right. him to stick you would want to go closer to a reasonable um stance take closer to a reasonable stance so that people don't see this and go okay you're a crazy person this is not a legitimate you know case so i that's why i say i want to know more about this judge is this a a magistrate judge is this a judge that's being elected and that can play a factor into it yeah or... well i mean that's a, those are all really good questions and unfortunately but for me I, i'm speaking for myself i'm not obviously this uh, is an elected judge yeah this, so that could be a factor into this into this could situation. De definitely be a factor yeah he's elected well it's new york city right i mean we all know most people there especially with the have the elite title or have money hate the guy now. I mean, before they did it, but now they hate him before mm -hmm. he was president. That is, but, um, obviously then, yeah, Chris, you're right. That, I mean, if they elected him, um, and it seems like he is very friendly with, uh, the attorney general. Um, so that's another case there too. I don't know if you guys saw the video where he was smiling in court while judge was, uh, while the Trump was pissed off. Did you guys see that? Um, no, let no, me show you, let me share my screen real quick. It's pretty hilarious. Okay. Jesus, it doesn't even let me click it. But look at the judge; it'll it'll pan over to him in just a second. I love Forbes Breaking News. This is a good channel. Like, they have just really good video footage of what happens in the court without like an introduction or someone talking about it. 
it shows you like the raw footage that you kind of want to see. It's a really good channel. That's a good point. And I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but that you no. have a valid point there. <laughs> no, no, this channel, I don't even know if it's related to Forbes at all. I, I whenever it popped up, I was like, are they just check, using wait, wait, real quick, check out the check out the judge. Look at him. Look at this guy. Mm -hmm. He's enjoying his time. It's funny you're you're showing this because when I just looked yeah. up the judge, I was like, damn, this is a weird looking guy. A weird guy? No, weird he's just wearing, he's just old. Oh yeah. Yeah, he could be in the Senate. But yeah, he uh, <laughs> he's definitely having fun with that for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so good to know, Chris. I'm going to start looking at Forbes breaking news. Who knows if it's actually related to Forbes, but I would imagine it probably is. But It's just good really good. Like, yeah, whenever you want to see court footage, or uh, it's that's really what it's good at. Um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about like someone talking over it and then giving their spin on what's going on and then showing you like a 15-second clip. It shows yeah. you the entire feed and without prompting or any kind of opinion about it. And I like nice. that. You know? I do too. Because sometimes yeah. we want to hear someone's take on or reporting on everything, right? But right. I mean, other times we do. But sometimes it's just good to just see the actual content and not hear yeah. a voiceover. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Merchandise. Let's talk about Trump's uh, marketing genius. Whether you love or hate the guy, I mean, he is a marketing genius, as we all know. Oh, business genius. <laughs> He's good at getting in the papers. Um, you know, he's, he's got this persona that's similar to like a lot of fighters like, uh, Floyd Mayweather, weather jr, where mm -hmm. he'll get you to watch and half the people want to see him get his head knocked off and right. the other half yeah. the people support him. And he, so he's kind of got that wrestling fighter heel where he gets people to tune in, mm -hmm. you know, and I, but yeah, I do think a growing group of people that have become almost indifferent in that they're not on the side of we really love the guy or we really hate the guy. Mm -hmm. I think there is a growing population of that where it's kind of, I think the, the muddy's very water on both sides is kind of what happened. Right. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's where, that's how you make money. Money is based on emotions, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have people's emotions, whether it's they love you or they hate you, you can right. make profit off of it. Yeah. Oh. And that's how residential real estate is too. A lot of emotions involved in residential. Yeah. When you look at commercial, it's all about looking at the numbers. So when you add emotion to any type of business, you can definitely inflate it to right. a larger extent. And then that becomes a new market value right. and so on and so forth. So yeah. um, Nick, do you have your, do you have the, the Trump uh, mugshot shirt on today? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll put it up on the video for people. You could crop, you could put that in the video. Show them what right. it looks like, but um just to give everybody a bit of background when they released when trump was um arrested in georgia right in atlanta and they took his mug shot him and his campaign basically looked to profitize off of that got the mug shot since it went public mm -hmm. and started putting it on mugs t-shirts you know, baseball caps everything you could think of and i think so from all the sources that i looked up um it was over 7.1 million dollars that his campaign um said that they made off of it just to turn <laughs> wow yeah yeah so and that's seven point one one million one million now, i wonder who the company that's making them like who 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 got in the front door and said hey look we'll make these for you i think I it's know. i think this is literally from his website right nick that he's yeah. selling it or from, from his, his campaign, campaign. 
Because Chris, I mean, think about it. There's also a ton. I've seen a bunch of other companies too that aren't part of him, right? They're not attached to him, a different entity that are selling the merchandise itself. It'd be interesting to know the study of what the entire market for the Trump mugshot is for um, people that hate him and like him that are selling all this stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, so way more than seven point one. Yeah, I, I saw one source that said it was uh, over nine million. So mm. I mean, and I may maybe been factoring that in. Um, okay, but I'm not sure. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, for one shirt. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw a lot of rappers too talking about it on um, throughout social media, and they were just saying how um, how thrilled they were to see that, and mm-hmm. and they, they were coming from a point of of admiration almost, or just mm-hmm. laughing about it and liking yeah. it because a lot of these people, uh, rappers and just people in general, have had a mugshot taken. You have right. Justin Bieber, you have a bunch of famous people. Martin Luther King Jr. I think had a mugshot. Well, Robert I, I think, Kennedy too, I think, had a mugshot done, Junior, I think, but I don't know. Well, I think that you know the mugshot before it was this endearment piece from the Trump campaign. It seriously, you know, there were people that wanted this is their goal. They wanted yeah. to get Trump to get this mugshot photo, like in on yeah. the opposite end, right? And they worked really hard at it. And who else profited from this? You know, as soon as the mugshot came out every media organization you know posted something with it and so it is interesting that he took this bad thing and just embraced it that is kind of what he does i mean historically the term deplorables is exactly that right whenever hillary clinton called uh his supporters deplorables um that became their slogan they were like this is amazing they ran with it Mm -hmm. and because you could come up with less flattering words. And so this is kind of the same thing that they did. They It's kind of like judo where you use your opponent's force and weight against them and, you know, right. lean into it almost, right? Yeah. And right. So but now, it doesn't even – it looks exactly the same as every other picture of him. So yeah. it's not like it looks any different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's an actual mugshot from the um, – Yeah, I know. It's just an official mugshot from the jail. Yeah. yeah. And it had, yeah, and it even has that shield, right? The shield on the corner. Yeah, exactly. So it is kind of cool in a way. Um, I think you know, it looks kind of yeah. cool, anyways. But, but he looks uh, exactly the same. As yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime we see him, anyway. It's the story behind it, though. Yeah, because well, right. when most people do mug shots, it's because it's like at three in the morning and they just get a yeah. few hours <laughs> and they haven't like they've been like going through stress for four hours and they're finally there to take the picture and they look the worst they've ever looked. And for right. him, you like pulled up in a limousine with secret service guarding him, got in there, got the, the photo got out, you know, and it was, it was more of a photo op than a mugshot. You know? Yep. That's exactly what That's I mean. a good point. That's probably the yeah. better way to the, the, yeah. the frame it photo yeah. op versus that. All right. Yeah. I mean, and they tried doing a photo op of him in a, in a negative way. Right. So they thought this was going to go against him. Right. Like kind of, like I, mean, I think, it, well, so I think it, I think it did both like everything else with Trump. It mm-hmm. went against the people who wanted to go against them, right? And it was endearing for the people who didn't want to go against them. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and so I think just like everything else, it's it just kind of reinforced whatever you believe, whatever mm-hmm. you like. You know, sure. Exactly. And I think for, for me, like I, I see that the other side that doesn't like him has more of a case on Trump for you know breaking the law in this case than it does in the other one that we we're talking about, the civil case. Mm-hmm. So, if you look if you look at Twitter, that is the thing. People say He's charged, you know, this is now the thing. He's charged with this. He's charged right. with this, you know? Yeah. And so 
Then we know, saw Biden though. He didn't he get also ha had confidential files also in his garage and his Corvette or something. So it's kind of like a lot of like um, a lot of hypocrisy on all ends. Yeah. Um, well, I will say they've opened the door, and you know, even before Biden's presidency, I had this thought like. Wow, they're really going to just impeach every president from this point on. I think so too. And, and it's kind of looking that way right now that Biden might be going to that direction. Who knows? But they're obviously starting the uh, committees. But is this mm -hmm. going to be a thing where every president gets impeached? You know. Yep. And and now you kind of open the door to uh, all these investigations on Trump. It's like if you're a person who's really partial to this, maybe you're a libertarian. You see this and you go, "Okay, this is actually fine." Just please do it to all of them. Yeah. You know, please investigate all of them because we all right. know that there has been privilege for these guys to, you know, as long as you don't murder someone in the middle of the street, you're going to kind of get away with things, you know? Right. Um, and, and I think that's where, like, um, I mean, it's just wrong in, in all cases that they're doing it to this extent because, like you were saying, it's going to it's going to it's going to affect them when they're in office on the other side. So I think for, for me, the way I see it, both Trump and Biden really, one of them or both of them are in that position where they really need to become president because if whoever loses, right, they're probably going to be investigated until they actually get something on him, whether it be Trump get in or another Republican, they're going to go after Biden. But if Biden wins, then he's going to continue going down the rabbit hole of Trump. But in Biden's best case, he'll probably step down, have Gavin Newsom, he gets elected he's probably not going to obviously investigate biden but i think they're all in that scenario where it's kind of a rat race to the end to protect themselves by getting power so no one investigates them right right i was going to say one of the things i i really respected about trump was you heard all that locker up talk and everything and then i felt like when he got elected all that he was dropped. there wasn't like the investigation to the email and i actually like i really appreciated that because i was like okay he's actually just that was all getting elected. This is not yeah. actually what he's going to pursue. And I actually thought like, okay, it takes a lot of character to just let bygones be bygones and then focus on putting your policy in place. And so, but I, but I, I think he probably thinks looking back now, he probably should have just threw the hammer because the, yeah. his opponents were going to come after him anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Right. I, I don't think he knew how bad, and I, and I mean this for everyone, right? Whether you're yeah. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever. But once you're in office, it is dirty, dude. It is a dirty world yeah, where they go after you for anything and everything. Your family's not off limits. Every little decision or, or thing you said is going to be taken out of context, too, and they're just going to try and make you look yeah. as bad as possible. I don't think he actually knew how bad it was. I think he also probably thought, I've sh shaken all these people's hands. I've you know contributed to their campaign. I've partied with them. They're probably mm -hmm. going to be my friend, but in reality, no one's your friend once you get in there. You don't make friends. Yeah, when you're in the public eye, anything goes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, you're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, one note before we go to the next topic, Chris. <laughs> I don't want Elon Musk coming af after us. So it's, <laughs> I know you said Twitter, but, you know, oh, keep it with the Elon X. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is like now every article, They'll all say X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, I know. It still says Twitter. They say that exact phrase. Oh. Yeah, they say X, comma, formerly known as Twitter, comma, and then well, they continue what you're saying. Well, you know yeah. what? What I'm still doing when, I, when I'm on my computer, because when I go on Twitter, I'm not always on my – or X. I'm not always yeah. on my actual mobile <laughs> phone. I usually – 
put in on the URL and I put Twitter. Yeah. I don't put yeah. X. Right. I like Elon. I don't know if the name is. He just wanted to be different, I think, to be honest. I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. But I also think, too, he he obviously didn't like the, the concept of where Twitter was becoming like a yeah. – was basically like a Facebook and Instagram that complied with one side. And he says, well, I need to just take the frame apart of that reputation of Twitter and call it something right. else where we can start yeah, from scratch. Yeah, trash. Well, I think that, you know, the Twitter is actually a very genius name and tweets are genius in yep. their own right. It's, it's a lot like Apple, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the reason that Trump's social network failed, I mean, as soon as I saw that they were going to call their tweets truths, I was like, <laughs> okay, there's no mm -hmm. way this is going to work. No. Because, first of all, your uh, all of your supporters don't like when someone says, "My this is my truth. This is right. my truth. So it's yeah. not on brand for your own people. So, you know, it's there's no way that's going to work. Yeah. And nobody really uses that. I mean... I, I went on there to check it out, and I just see Gavin Newsom and uh, Trump using it. And that's you know a bunch of other. But I mean, his his base, a lot of his, I wouldn't say all of his base, but a good decent size probably uses it to keep up with him because for the longest time he was blacklisted from all social media. Right, he couldn't talk mm -hmm. about anything publicly. So I think what he was also doing it is to insulate himself from being cast out completely. You know, like. Um, certain people are cast out in society like Galileo at one point, right? He was locked up forever and ended yeah. up dying in there. Huh. But I think he kind of created his own little yeah, yeah. area to, so he could talk to his supporters, obviously, you know, build more wealth from that so he can run on this campaign. But I think you're totally right. That truth social is kind of not that very good. Yeah. Well, he, he had an agreement and I think it's about to come up where he had he couldn't use any other social media uh, platforms except for Truth for two years. Mm -hmm. That was the agreement with um, the people that operate Truth. But I think that's coming up soon and you might see him start to get back on Twitter more. Back on X, um, yeah. yeah. I think he should. I think that's probably a better place to go um, rather than like the safe space of threads, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. That's another point. I tried using threads. I hate that too. I mean, I don't hate it. I just don't really like it. It's not that very fun to go on there and look at it. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. It's all right. I see Nick on it. I mean, I I'm am. still on it every now and then, but yeah, it's not like Twitter though. I, I feel like there's more on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, what's what I'm looking for? It's more, um, it's a calmer environment. <laughs> That's it's not true. as crazy and you with, know, with what I think Facebook tried doing, which their genius, Mark Zuckerberg's genius, and yeah. what he does with he had Facebook, then he stole the idea from Snapchat and created the Instagram stories and whatnot. Right. And then I think he was trying to do the same thing with with Twitter and right. take the market and right. create his own and 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 bring all those people over. But I don't think it worked to the extent he thought. Uh, but I will say though, I see a lot of uh, people that don't like X anymore or Elon, they're on threads. Yeah. So if I want to get more of a, you know, of a neutral, not neutral, but where everybody talks bad or good on certain things, I go to X. Right. If I want to find the other avenue of people that just agree on one thing, kind of like Truth Social, I'll yeah. go to threads. That's yeah. how I perceive it. There's, there's much more trash talking on X. And on right. threads, it's like... Like I said, it's a calmer environment. Everybody's more collaborative. You but know? when yeah, I go on threads, though, I see everybody say how great the economy is, how great uh, Biden is. So I see, really? I see two different elements. Really? I would say, interesting. Okay. Well, so 
The reason might be who I, I follow too. Yeah, I never true. was down with Threads is because I like Twitter for an entirely different reason. I, you know, back when there was really only Facebook. I mean, Twitter was still around, but Facebook was the premier social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned there that like I don't want to talk about like anything serious uh, politics with people that I know yeah. in real life, right? right? Because it's not there's nothing good that's gonna we're not gonna change the policy from arguing with people that we know in real life on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I always liked about Twitter was, I do still wanna have these discussions with people. It's better to have them with people that I don't know in real life, so there's no feelings hurt. I can really say what I wanna say, what I mean, and not have to worry about, oh, this person looks at me a certain way during Thanksgiving dinner or Mm -hmm. um, a work function. And Threads takes away that, that kind of protection and puts it back into a place where you're arguing about politics or discussing politics with people that you're going to talk to in real life. And so you have to mm-hmm. hold yeah. punches with these people that you're going to yes, see. Yes, you do. And I think it's not that, a fair fight either. Yeah. And so that's why, like, I see people getting arguments on LinkedIn and I'm like, are you crazy? This is yeah, it's LinkedIn. so stupid. It's a professional. Like, you guys, yeah. You guys are in the comment section on a LinkedIn arguing about politics. Like this is, this can be seen by other people and it will right. be. Right. And, and I think that's why X Twitter, they have that market down and Facebook has mm-hmm. the community, the family community down. Yeah. I thought though, Twitter was like an in-between between Facebook and LinkedIn. Right. It was like that yeah. middle ground. So, but yeah, I think you can, yeah. I think you can tailor Twitter to be kind of what you want it to be, which is kind right. of nice. In a way. Yeah. You can uh, do business so much in other places, but I think like especially young people, right, like that are starting their careers, they really need to. And I've seen articles too that where there's people that say like you really need to know how to use different social medias. Instagram, you can post certain things there that you can't post on on LinkedIn. Um, but can I just mention how none of you guys commented on my my jersey? I, I just saw. Bought the I, saw. Angels. I mean. Well, I just bought. I, okay, so I went to New York. I went to the MLB shop and I bought a bunch of merch, and nobody said anything. I also participated in the Tops event, the Rip event. Explain. And I ended, I ended yeah. up buying a, an archives uh, signature box, and I don't know if you actually what is that? you got a graded what what baseball card. This is um, Carlos Rodon on okay. the New York Yankees. The nice. problem, though, that I didn't know. I thought when I bought the box. I was going to open it and see a signed baseball card by Carlos Rodon when it said that. Yeah. And I looked on the back and there's nothing there. It's a redemption card. So I have to wait uh, like four to five weeks for it to get in the mail. Just kind of annoying. Uh, I wanted well, it. Got it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Nice. Yeah, well, I have. What, um, the shirt. Yeah, huh? what about. Explain the shirt. California Angels. It's just a, a batting jersey. But you Practical. bought that over there. I don't understand. You bought that in New York. So I bought this and I bought a Yankee batting jersey too. So I have two of the Yankees and I have California Angels. I figured since today we're, you know, we're on the podcast for, you know, I'm based in California, right? And so are you, uh, Chris, that I figured I might as well wear this today since we're not talking about the Yankees, but I did bring up the Yankee card. Yeah. But regardless, the banner behind me. <laughs> I see that. So, yeah. but you live in Boston. Why are you not a Red Sox fan? I don't even understand. No, that. because I'm a, I'm a New Yorker at heart i was born in new york family's from new york i was in new york before i lived i moved to boston don't get me wrong i love boston and the red sox have grown on me but yeah. you don't like the you don't like the red sox though do you you can't they've say grown you on like me them. they've grown on me oh gosh yeah you're not a yankee fan come on bro 
<laughs> hey, Babe Ruth played for both. You know that. Yeah, yeah that is exactly. True. I guess I can give you that. Right. They weren't but always I, rivals. It used to be back in the day, the uh, Braves used to be the Yankees rivals. It's always the Yankees against somebody else, right? And it's changed over time. That's true. Yeah. To, that's and then true. it used to be the Marlins at some point when the Marlins were good and they were facing the Yankees. And um, Yeah, I think like the Dodgers used to hate the A's and then they hated the Giants. And now yeah. is it the Padres or the, the Padres hate the the Dodgers, uh, Chris? That's definitely who we hate. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's good to have it's good to like not it's good to have a competitor you absolutely don't like. I think it makes things fun and it makes well, they don't respect us, we just hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So what's uh what's the next next topic, Andrew? Well, it's actually within the right uh, pathway of a segue. Uh we're actually gonna talk about a Dodger player, if you can bring that up, uh Chris, because this is a very interesting story because the whole Me Too movement, um, which obviously has some ground and I agree with some of it, but like then there's instances where men are framed or they, you know, they're guilty before proven innocent, kind of like Johnny Depp with Amber Heard. Everybody was on Amber Heard's side. And then Johnny Depp was obviously losing all these gigs and movies. And then lo and behold, he was innocent. Right. So it's kind of the yeah. same case yeah. here. Yeah. So basically, uh, Trevor Bowers, he's uh, he was a star pitcher for uh, the Dodgers. Like he's a Cy Young Award winner. Um and one thing that I always – I'm a Padres fan, but why I liked him was before all this happened, he has a YouTube channel that he's been very active on, and he basically vlogged a day in the life of a pitcher. And he's, he's, he's a charismatic guy, but he made the, the mistake that, like, a lot of uh, athletes make where he's playing the field, not the baseball field, right, and <laughs> hooking up with a, a bunch of different women and – you know, just the vanilla stuff wasn't good enough for him. So he was into rough uh, activities, right? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, so about two years ago, he was uh, suspended because there were allegations that he was basically uh, beating women, right? And there was like a photo where there was a woman that was banged up. And, um, but, Reese, but the DA in Los Angeles had dropped charges. He was never even charged criminally. And there was evidence that was kind of being withheld from the, mm -hmm. his team um, by her team. And her name is Lindsay, I believe, Hill. And she's actually based out of San Diego. Great um, person, right? Yeah. In her videos, I mean. So what really redeemed him about a year ago, because he was suspended for two years, um, and now he plays for the Japanese league. So basically when this all popped off, he's like, I'm going to Japan and playing in there. And the entire time, uh, even initially, he didn't run from the press. You know, he released statements to Washington Post saying basically this is defamation. And a year after uh, this all initially came out, he had um, basically shown a video. He had retweeted a video that his legal team got a hold of. And a lot of people think this is what kind of got him off the hook of everything was it was her in her bed on her phone, in his bed on her phone. And she's like looking into the camera, like smiling, like happy. And this is the day after the event that apparently mm. actually, sorry, it was the, you know, it was the morning after the event that apparently he badgered her up. And she was like in great, you know, great condition. And she was smiling and she sent this to, I think her cousin, and they got a hold a hold of this, I guess, in like discovery, and it has metadata to prove 
And if you compare that to the photo that she released to the police and to the media, she's uh, looks like a normal person compared to someone who was just beat up. And that wasn't really the big news. The big news came out recently. He posted a YouTube video, like I think four days ago now, where he go, they got a hold of the text. And this is what was withheld from the defense. He had filed a civil lawsuit against her, and then she did a countersuit. And then they were able, they got a hold of these texts. And in the text, she says, um, guess who's like basically who's my next victim? And it was Trevor Bauer. No, she said a Dodgers pitcher. And then her friend was like, yeah, take the whole bag. And um, let's see. Right. And basically, didn't he lose out on a $200 million contract with the Dodgers at that time? Um, so what it is, it's more of an estimate of 200 million. He basically okay. lost the next two years would have been 60 million. But the thing is, is that he was in his prime still. So yeah. he's up for a new contract. And so that's where you hear the 200 million number uh, is because he was basically, that was going to be the next. So the, one of the texts said next victim star pitcher for the Dodgers. So they didn't re-sign him because of this whole. Yeah. They, and rightly so, I guess if, if they, yeah. If it looked like he really did do yeah. that, but there's been no apology from the MLB or the Dodgers towards the guy to tell him, mm -hmm. "Hey, sorry, we were wrong. Let's reinstate you back into at least the Dodgers and start a new contract." They still don't want to touch it, the subject, because of the whole Me Too movement backlash they'll probably get from people that yeah. still won't believe it, unfortunately. But at the end of the day, so he was, you know, with strangers having this rough, where it's choking, and and he. And he claims the entire time, you know, he was re-asking for a consent. And the thing about these cases is the problem with the, you know, any type of case like this is normally there aren't cameras involved. And that's also the issue that a lot of women run into. Is it's also hard for them to prove their claims because right. this stuff happens behind closed doors a lot of the time. And, but on the other hand, as a guy, you can, you know, you can have a consensual relationship with a woman and then three months later, she can say it wasn't. And if you're if you're a nobody, nobody's really going to care about it. But if mm -hmm. you're someone that's a, like a celebrity, then all of a sudden people are going to pick up on it. And now, you know, in front of your name is there's an allegation alleged with sexual assault. And that yeah. term has a lot of power, yes. even though the alleged part of it doesn't really the rest of it does. Um, and so you, you look at where this all started. Obviously, we, we remember 2017 time frame. You know Harvey Weinstein. You know, obviously a really big scumbag. And right, it seemed, he definitely was. Yeah, and it seemed so. Obviously, there's a really big need um, for some change when it comes to that. And but you see the pendulum kind of shifted a little bit. And I, but I think in this case, let's say you're someone who's uh, a believe all women person, or let's say you're someone who's a due process person. Either one of them, you can look at Lindsay and go, "You're bad for us," mm -hmm. right? Like you're bad for the the Me Too movement. You're bad for due process. You're like nobody's a fan of you. Like you hurt mm -hmm. everyone's both sides. Uh, yeah, pursuit to liberty and happiness. Right. You're not good for us. And so I think it's just interesting that there's. I've always been on the side of. I don't think you should ever make it to where if women come forward and admit that they're they did lie about this stuff, that they go to jail because then they might not ever come forward after they made a mistake and lied about this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I do think that there has to be some repercussions to this sort of thing. 
because uh, otherwise you, you kind of open the door to it, you know, this sort of behavior, you know? Yeah. Right. But did, 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 sorry, Nick, um, yeah, but did, did she actually, did she come forward to, cause I don't know the whole story cause I didn't, I didn't check into it, but did she actually come forward and say, Hey, I lied or did she get caught lying? And cause that's a different, no. that's a different case, right? No, case, no. She I mean, want to go to jail. She's even though the evidence certainly shows that she was plotting at least and that she looked fine the next morning and she's still saying that, no, this really happened. Mm -hmm. like, she's still kind of, yeah. All day. I mean, look, it is possible that you pretend like you're going to set someone up and text with your friend and then you go do this. And then this actually, this bad thing actually happens to you and right. you look fine the next morning. And then the swelling three days later doesn't happen. That's all really possible. It's just that she was smiling, but yes. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. maybe, yeah, maybe you know, there's girls that like that, right? But then maybe wow. it just went overhand and then she thought about it later, or she got into a conversation with her friends about it later, and then they were saying, Oh, that's not right. And then she right. had second thoughts about it, and it was like, right. Oh, maybe that isn't right. You know, you don't really it's know right. what happened. That's why the whole like believe all women or even yeah. believe all men or believe all whatever should yeah. never apply, it should just be no. case by case, case by case, innocent until proven guilty guilty right yep mm -hmm. and and i think that's how things should should go but i think that moral of the story too um in this case if you're like this guy if he's likes doing rough things in bed or a woman does you're going to find yourself in a point where Hold the on. other person may or may not like it so you're kind of putting yourself out there same like if you go against the establishment or the government yeah you might be right or you might have that privilege to do that within your freedom but know that it, it, there might be a backlash. So you got to know what mm. lane you're in and what might come and hit you. I think it's interesting that you're saying this because I do agree. All right. So this podcast is about setting people up for success, right? Right. And At least try so, to. So you you would tell people like, hey, maybe it's not a good idea to hook up with random women. And yeah, you shouldn't probably. Affairs. Yeah. And if you do, just an FYI, you can have security cameras in your house. It's, it's questionable whether you should record audio. But the bottom line is that there are ways to protect yourself, maybe vet people better, um, maybe not have such a high quantity. But let me just point out, if Trevor is, in fact, a victim of this uh, attack, if you will, that this would be victim blaming. So my whole point is, is that it's the same thing as like telling women, you know what I mean? Like, don't dress so, you know, yeah. interesting in yeah. sketchy parts of town, right? Um, which, by the way, I also think that's good advice going Common forward, sense. you know, in the future. But I'm just saying that it does seem like people have taken that stance like, oh, wow, he shouldn't be with all these women, you know what I mean? Because this could happen to him. But realistically, that's not the advice we give to victims of sexual assault. And it probably right. shouldn't be the advice we give to people who are being taken advantage of using the guise of sexual assault. But it is good advice going forward for people, for young men to understand, especially the college football players are now going to be getting paid money to NIL. You know, these sort of things are things that men have to worry about. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. and we can blame Harvey Weinstein and folks like that for it being the case. But we've now the door is open for bad actors, bad female actors to take advantage of young male athletes. You know, yeah. And I mean, I think it would be good to get a woman's perspective. Right, for sure, but you know, get, I think, I think our cases. Are, well, <laughs> well, what I was going to say, we, we I think our cases. If you're a guy and you're responsible and you have character and you treat the lady yeah. right, I don't think you're going to have issues. But if you're going to be kind of a scumbag and a player and I all agree. that, 
you know, you're yeah. going to get some, you're going to come across issues. Yeah. No, I, I was just mentioning that because I know we're going to get some probably, probably some type of backlash because we're all guys here talking about this for sure. But yeah. we're more basically indifferent is what Chris was saying that. Yeah. And like Andrew was saying, it should be taken on a case by case basis because I mean, us being guys, you know, we, I, I'm sure we can account or know somebody who has been, you know, I don't want to say seduced, but that has happened before. Mm -hmm. Right. And pulled into situations where they, you probably shouldn't have been in. And I mean, that's their personal responsibility to get, not get themselves in those situations, but it happens and it happens with sexes on both sides. Right. right? I ahead. hope I set the table. I hope I set the table right with that because well, I, basically what I'm saying is, is that there are a lot of uh, men that have done really horrible things to women. Right. And that's what has set the table for other things that come through. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of where it started. Right. And I think that, everyone can agree that we obviously don't, not everyone, but everyone who's not a scumbag can agree that we don't want women that, you know, that happening to women. Yeah. But I think we can all also agree that we don't want people taking advantage when we put our guard down to uh, fight against that sort of thing. You right. know? Exactly. And I mean, it depends on who you ask is it's going to be a varying opinion, right? You go ask somebody like Andrew Tate, He's, he's going to have an extremely different opinion than if you, you know, ask somebody like, I don't know. Um, Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. He, well, that's a woman, but I was going with another male example. Uh, but like yes. A, <laughs> yeah, like a, a, a more of a gentleman-like person from the start rather than like later on in life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think you just have to cover, you have to like, you definitely have to vet the people you have these experiences with and mm -hmm. you you really do it's you're in a tough position you have to understand what position you're in if you're a rich celebrity there are going to be people male and female yes. that are going to try to take advantage of you mm -hmm. and right if you let your guard down they'll get in there and that's why a lot of these uh, celebrity or elite people too like to date within their sphere and don't venture out too much mm -hmm. um, i think that's their own way of protecting themselves in a way true right true so let's talk about be, that model what, now. What would be the advice you told your your son if he's got a college scholarship to baseball? To what would, what would you tell him? So I would hope if I did have a son in that situation that I also had a daughter too, because for me growing up, I had th I have three sisters, right? So and I'm the only boy, but because I have three sisters, it gave me more of a a way of thinking. Um, out, you know, thinking outside of the frame of me being a male, um, that it made me really consider what their feelings are and why I shouldn't be a dirt bag and et cetera, et cetera. If I didn't have sisters, I might've been in a different pathway, right. Of mm. acting a certain way, potentially who knows, but I think studies have shown though, too, you'd have to check it out yourself. But if you happen to have a sister, you tend to act a little bit better sometimes, statistically speaking than in other cases. So that's one thing, right? Hopefully they would have a sister to kind of think about. So I could use the analogy, if you're gonna be an asshole to someone, would you want someone to be an asshole to your sister, right? So that's one way of framing it. But I would basically just say to focus on baseball, focus on school, find someone equivalent to you, as good as you or better than you in terms of character and where they're going in their life. That's kind of how I would see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with you on the sister 
point because I mean, it's me, my two brothers, and I'm probably I I think <laughs> Andrew. No offense to you, but I think you're a little bit more of a <laughs> I don't even know the right word for it. It's um, very male. general, like typical male persona than no, than I am. Um, we have different personalities, but, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm just saying in back of my mind, I always have yeah. that. Like I have three yeah, sisters yeah, yeah. to think about and I don't want anyone to being a dick to them. So therefore right. when I carried myself as an adult, even though I have right. a different aggressive or however you're framing my personality, yeah, I didn't ever, I mean, if you talk to the people that dated or whatever, yeah. or even my wife, they'll tell you I'm not, you know, but yeah, no, you make a valid point where you could think of, okay, is that your sister? Is that your cousin? Is that your mom? Is that, you know? Yeah. Would you want somebody treating them like that? But I mean, just to answer your question, Chris, from from my perspective, if I had a son and that was the case, I mean, I think it, it, this goes across the board is think before you do anything, right? Because everything you do is going to have repercussions, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're both, you know, it, it's going to have repercussions. So mm -hmm. I think it's that simple. That is a simple way of looking at it, and yeah. probably the main the main point of it. I think that's I, I agree with you. Now, what does Chris think, though? Yeah. Well, I think I that you guys, I think you guys gave very good like PG advice, but the situation, <laughs> the keep your <laughs> your pants. <laughs> well, the situations they run run into are not going to be PG. They're going to yeah, be yeah. after that's the true. game. There's going to be or at a party. There's going to be women drinking. All right. And, I think that you like you're not directly warning them that right. look, there's going to be people out to set you up. There's going to be people out to get with you. There's going to be women trying to have your kids. There's That's gonna true, be, dude. And so there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of slanderous stuff that you're going to have to navigate in these waters at college. It's going to be a fun experimental time, but you need to be careful and pay attention to who you're going to spend the night with because mm -hmm. I'm not going to be there. Right. To protect on your them. shoulder to tell you not to do this. So right. just keep in mind, just imagine you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person because you might be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that is some great advice right there. And there's ways to protect yourself, I think, as a guy too. So you do not, you know, end up with them if you have to, I guess. Hey, well, so before we get, before we hop off this, there's one thing I wanted to discuss with you guys. All right. Mm. So, Last episode, Nick was in here to defend himself. Andrew was taking shots at him about. Yeah, really no, I heard. I what shots was I doing? <laughs> I listened. I, I was like, well, you know, you were basically like, hey, Nick doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to real estate. He thinks he does, but I do. It's, I'm some. No, I, I didn't. I didn't say it like that. No, no, you're framing it incorrectly. I'm I like, a realtor. The tone was there. The tone was there. I know. I might, I might be framing it wrong, but I did say, all right, what, what would you feedback. Think? I think you might have over said that Nick and myself are both in the real estate industry. Nick is okay. technically not in the real estate industry. He's a, he's a, he bought his first property, but I wouldn't necessarily call him an expert in the real estate industry just yet. Um, oh, I thought, I thought he worked in it. No, no. Oh, okay. He's a smart guy. He's a, uh, he manages programmers for a company, a consulting company. But I wouldn't call him like an expert necessarily. I could barely call myself. Actually, I could be an expert in many ways, but I wouldn't go to the extent saying I'm an expert in real estate investment. Right. So 
I just wanted to make that quick correction out there. Would he dispute that with you? Would he say, hey, look, I am an expert? Probably, probably, because every time Nick and I talk, I mean, even before he bought his first property, he and I would always go back and forth on certain things um, yeah. where he would kind of underestimate what I'm saying, which could get a little annoying. Um, it, you know, it's not like I'm coming in here talking as if I'm a consultant uh, when I talk to him. But um, I would like to see what he has to say. Maybe he can maybe when we bring him on, he can kind of um, mention what if he disagrees or not. If Nick was here. What would he say? Would he agree with you? And I think you said something like probably not, right? And so I've gotten some questions together, all right? Okay. And I pulled it off this website. It's about real estate trivia, okay? <laughs> all right. You guys want to do well, it? And sure. I will so say real estate questions. trivia is a little bit different than actual real estate practice and applying it, but who knows? We'll real see. estate agent and real estate investing is also different. Yeah. All right. So here, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. All right. And uh, just shout it when you have it. Okay. Okay. What C word refers to homes that have been sold in a given area in the past six months, allowing a real estate agent to determine a home's value? Comps. That goes to Nick. And you guys were talking about it earlier. Good. Yeah. <laughs> this is not looking good. Do you want me to stop this, Andrew? No, no, keep going. <laughs> I, I have, I have no, uh, uh, Okay. Insecurity with my knowledge of real estate. Good, good. You yeah, shouldn't. He knows, he knows his shit. All right. So what? At figuring out the answer, but I I know what I'm doing. But go on. And maybe I'm putting you on the spot. You know. So I thought I thought there was more to the question though. When you pause, okay. I thought you're gonna keep going. It's making it more complicated. But okay. excuses. Right. <laughs> what is the generic term for building material which is used to buffer a structure against unwanted? Inclement temperature, acoustics, fire, or impact? Insulation. Acoustic? No, but is it acoustics, no. fire, or impact? Is that what you're saying? Between those three? All of them. It is insulation. Okay. Plasterboard. I don't. No, no. He's saying the answer is insulation. Yeah, you're right. right? Nick is right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, it's insulation. I I heard it. Is it between these three things? But I yeah, I didn't know it was used for all those things, but. Yeah. All right. Which A term describes when a home buyer is set up to repay their mortgage loan through installment payments over time? A term starts with the letter A. Say that appraisal. Say it again, actually, the question. Which A term describes when a home buyer is set up to repay their mortgage loan through installment payments over time? Is it like a quibble or something? It's not acquisition, right? No. Which A term? Starts with an A. Amortization? Is that what you're saying? What'd you say? Amortization? Correct. Oh, okay. Two to one, two to one. All right. Um, When you hear it, you might think of antiques or fine jewelry, but which term also applies when you're evaluating a property to figure out its fair market value? Appraisal. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's heating up. We're tied up. The comeback. The comeback. I don't like these questions though, but yes. Good yeah, questions yeah. though. I'm just messing with you, Chris. I like that you brought this up. Um, what P type of home sale involves a homeowner who died without leaving a will and the court authorized? Probate. Probate. I think we both said it at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. It was in there a half a second early. <laughs> you guys it right. I think Ty goes to the runner. Coming down the line, fielded with his bare hand, a 
shovel to Posada and Giambi. And I'm the runner. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm the runner. I'm trying to use yeah, some baseball. Run now I freaking can't run because my knees. But... Yeah, because you can't run. So I'm the runner. Yeah. Home buyers wait, wait, would be... can, Before we go on, can can I also say like if we if we also discuss like how many homes you sold, how many homes have you invested in? Oh my goodness! I, stop. How many oh, REITs are so... you aware of? No, you know, the game is better. I, I the game is better. Oh, Chris. Okay? <laughs> I don't got time for that. It was already a year ago. He didn't this even know what the hell too that long. Was. This is already too long. Okay, yeah, all right, so, questions, Chris. <laughs> all right, so this is a term that I'm actually familiar with because I've leased a property with this. In real estate, what two-word phrase means that the property is being sold to you? As is. Boom, three to three. All right. All right, so we got to do... We got to do one for the tiebreaker, all right? Okay. Wait, wait. I say, I say it's three to two, but you did give it to him because we said it at the same time. But he might have said a millisecond earlier. Okay. He did say it right. The, the, the video, the videotape <laughs> the will show. Okay. Okay. Three, that. three, whatever. Okay. Three, three. All right. So pressure's on now. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So this is the final one, and I have a lot more, so we can do it next time too. We can do a redemption, but. What two-word phrase is used to describe the right of the government to expropriate private property for public domain? Use? Something domain, eminent domain. Boom. Yeah, that I didn't know. deals. Base hit to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw for Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? That's right, definitely a real estate agent term for sure. <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's Andrew actually not. Can't. You hear about it all the time in policy when they're expanding the right. freeways and things like that. Right. Yeah, we should do prank calls to people and like pretend like we're the government going to do eminent domain on their property. <laughs> that'd be horrible <laughs> if we were teenagers in high school i think that would be okay maybe that'd be funny but not anymore yeah. good to do some teenage stuff you know yeah, yeah yeah maybe we can have someone work for us one day and they can do that right um, is your ac running you better go catch it like, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I will say andrew you know you you faced up to the challenge i think you were a little caught off guard at first but i was but, i didn't i wasn't you know, sure if you conspired behind me both of you you know, no, both but, of you non-licensed agents that's never sold property before. This is not the Democratic National Convention. I did not yeah, give no. him the questions beforehand. True that. Yeah. True that. Um, that's a Bernie joke. So no, no, I agree. That's yeah. totally. As long as you guys aren't that entity, then uh, you know, I agree with. I, I believe but, what you're saying that you guys didn't conspire behind my back. So, but but I will say, Nick handled this challenge a little bit better than you were selling him the last episode. So, you know, maybe there's. We learned a lot about both of you today. You no, know? Andrew just likes yeah. ragging on me. That's I mean, Nick's a good guy. That's why I have him on here, right? I mean, I wouldn't. It's kind of going back to what we were talking about. You got to like vet your people. He's kind of been vetted in a way, and I'm sure I've been vetted in his own way. So, <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Chris too, right? So, it's all yeah. about having the right people and having friends of friends introduce you to them. I think that's probably mm -hmm. the best way to do it. You're the um, average of your. You're the average of your five best friends. Yes. He's just gonna say right. that. Yeah, it's yeah, also good, based. Good. Your success is based on that too. And, True. and that's why I only hang out with people that are better than me. Same. Right. Otherwise, Same. I'd have to cut some people. 
you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Ain't nobody got time I, for that. I don't think going off one more thing, I don't think we had time to talk about the lotto winner guy and what he bought, but maybe we can leave that for the next one. The next yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll do a real estate market update on how housing is. Cause right now we're looking at 8% rates. The 10 year yield is exploding upward, but I don't think we have time for that today. We'll yeah. do it on the next one. So everyone that's, or you that, that is watching today, subscribe, like comment, and tell us what you think about the whole Trump situation. What was the Dodger player name, uh, Chris? Trevor, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. And let us know if you bought a Trump uh, shirt because we all know Nick loves that shirt. And uh, <laughs> let us know your thoughts on that.